podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Mixie Lot, and you're listening to Total Screamers Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Total Screamers Podcast. My name is Simo. <laughs> He's going to say it again. I'm joined. I nearly did it again. We're <laughs> just going to roll with this one. Look out for our bloopers. Look out for our bloopers on your Twitter feed, folks. I am Sybil today. I'm joined by Jed. Say hello, Jed. Hello, mate. How are Say you? Say hello, Mr. Billy Boy. How are we doing, mate? Yes, I'm doing well. It's, it's been, been a while. It's been too long, boys. Too long. Oh, it's been, it has been. I don't even remember the last time we did a podcast. Generally. I don't remember any podcast that we've ever Was it like Christmas or something? Right. I don't remember any of them. We just record them and then I upload them and forget about them. <laughs> I'm haunted by many of them, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> the, the shame that's brought upon, brought upon the, uh, the family of Jed following his podcast. Unreal. Oh, no, yeah. no. My mum's very proud. My mum's very proud. She'll, she'll be listening to this, I guarantee. <laughs> yeah, your dad won't. <laughs> <laughs> Great boys. The topic at hand is the Premier League. I think we planned to come back a week before the Premier League kicked off, and we are of we're only a week late by my estimation, boys. So not too bad, not too bad. Never, as they say. Yeah, if you you think about it, I mean, nothing's ever won after the first game of the season, so that don't really count. So Mm. we're kind of we're on schedule. We're on schedule, always, always on schedule. Alex Ferguson was full of praise. The fella says you were. Yeah. Couldn't believe the result. I couldn't believe the result either. After so much yeah, believe it, Billy hope Billy. and positivity <laughs> going into the season, it was. Um, uh, uh, it brought us back down to earth. Let's put it that way. Yeah, there was pundits, like actual paid football pundits, putting you at fourth and third. <laughs> yeah. <sure>. Yeah. <laughs> um, who was that? It's, it's so a was long that... old season. It's a long old season. I'll put Who's it that way. Who's put fourth? There was, uh, it it was one of the BBC. Gary Neville? No, it wouldn't have been Gary Neville because he's, he's not that stupid, is he? Well, I think he had his fifth or something, though. Mm. Like, oh, my word. There was a lot of... A lot of um, yeah, pundits had us fairly yeah, high. To be fair, like it's not completely beyond the realms of possibility, but um, I, I personally, I don't see us getting any higher than like sixth again, which would I'd be a good that. season for Villa again. I'd take it? that sixth and a cup run in in either the Conference League if we can get past Hibs, or um, <laughs> I think you just made the domestic <laughs> famously no, took place to go, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything until we've won because those kinds of games typically in the past have stumbled Villa up. So, um, so yeah, I'm not going to get get ahead of myself just yet. If we can get past Hibs, a nice run in the Conference League would be uh, would be very nice. But yeah, sixth sixth in a cup run in in any of them, I'm not fussy, and I'd uh, I think I'd be quite happy with that. I think you'd be fortunate <laughs> i mean i think but you, the thing is that that game isn't gonna isn't gonna define our season you know we've we've got unai emery there at the helm the keys to the castle bringing in top quality players top quality winners as well one thing that i've noticed with with our signings is uh, aside from musa diaby 
you know, we're we're looking at Acuna and Zaniolo now. Mm. Um, Tielemans has won with Leicester, the FA Cup. Um, Pau Torres has won with Unai Emery, the, the Europa League. Acuna has won the World Cup, several things with Sevilla as well. And Zaniolo as well has won the Conference League. So we're bringing in players who know how to win things. Yeah. So hopefully that can that can be pushed on to the likes of uh, Ollie Watkins and he can he can learn how to score again. Mm. I, what I will say, having watched that game the other day, is um, I don't think you would have conceded five goals if Mings hadn't got injured. At the no, that was a um, that was a proper a, a proper proper sucker punch. You know, you th- it it I felt it at home. You know, everything was just drained out of me when when that when he went down, and you could see instantly how much agony that he was in, and that it was going to be a long term. Add that to the Buendia injury as well that happened two or three days before that. You know, we've lost two massive players there, and of course, it's going to affect the players. But I think it's we, a, a... we weren't we weren't. It's not we'd already conceded two by the time he'd gone off, so it wasn't like it was a really tight defence, and and we'd just scored. Like they'd already scored goals, um, but but yeah, it was a it was a massive sucker punch. And I mean, if if Watkins finishes that chance at two one, I think if that lands to Isaac or Callum Wilson, it probably ends two or he's they score it and it goes two two. If Matty Cash finishes that, how I mean, how the hell he missed that, I've no idea, and I don't think I'll ever <laughs> forgive him for it. But if he if he finishes that, it it's then three two. You know that could that could then be a different game, but fair play to Newcastle. They uh, they had their opportunities, they took them, they were clinical, and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. I was thinking about Paul Torres making his debut, and I was just thinking about who's <laughs> the opposite circumstances that you'd actually want from like a new player that's coming into the league yeah. to make their debut. You'd ideally probably want them like to start at home or. At home against Everton, it'd be a game that you're reasonably in control of. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Newcastle (laughs) reached end to end. It's the opposite of a game that you'd like a brand new centre back to the league to make. And I think I think that's probably why he didn't start either. You know, we've got Mm -hmm. we've got Everton at home on Sunday. That's the perfect opportunity, and that's probably what Unai Emery was thinking as well. The last thing you want is for not very physical defender at the best of times anyway to be thrown into that cauldron of St James's Park mm-hmm. it's it's asking for trouble isn't it and I mean we've got our arse handed to us um, but yeah fair play to Newcastle like I say they, they had their opportunities they took their opportunities and that's one thing that I think with Newcastle going forward is going to be huge they have goal scorers in that team both strikers are top quality goal scorers and they're so hard to come by in this day and age at the minute, at the minute in particular as well. You know, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry. Harry Kane's just gone to Bayern Munich. You know, who who do Tottenham replace him with? There's no one that stands out as a, a, a real got good goal scoring, guaranteed X amount of goals a season. Yeah, you know, and they've got Wilson and Isaac as well, just rotating with each other. I was just going to say, I I think, um, I think Isaac is going to have a brilliant season for Newcastle. I think he's going to score 20 plus goals this season. Like, genuinely think he's going to have a a really, really good season for him. Um, 
But interested on the Tottenham question about who they buy. Apparently, they well, I've seen some people talking on Twitter. They want Evan Ferguson from Brighton, but I, maybe I'm too soon. But, but he's a quality player. But Brighton are going to do what Brighton do best and say, "All right, you can go." Pay 150 million for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, and Spurs just aren't going to do that. Spurs aren't going to do it for 50 million, let alone 150 million. Yeah. So it's all right having these Very targets, true. but. Very true. but Spurs aren't aren't the team to to go out and splash the cash per se, are they? So, no, yeah, I, I can't see that one necessarily no. happening. Neither can I, but I do think he would do well anywhere in the Premier League. I'd be a quality uh, player. He's Absolutely. only what he's yeah. only about nineteen still as well, isn't he? Like, yeah, I don't think there's many teams in the league that he he probably doesn't start starting. I mean, I, I think he probably does for Spurs, Arsenal probably at the minute he would with Gabriel Jesus out. You know, you, no, I think that's unfair to Nketiah. I think he's actually on his way to be a, a solid Premier League striker. Yeah, but it, it, I, I was saying this the other day on, on the 12th man with um, Dan Potts, I think it was. I think it was that show that I did anyway. But would it surprise you if Nketiah was to move to Crystal Palace, for example? No, not at all. Not at all. Exactly. Or like exactly. West Ham or something and like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... Where you see Nketiah, not necessarily a title challenging Arsenal side, and that's where I think if Evan Ferguson was to come in, I wouldn't be surprised with what I've already seen of him being so young. I wouldn't be surprised if he came in and made that position his, and then it was Gabriel Jesus's turn to take it off him and, and win it back. Um, so yeah, that's that's what that's what I think about the um about like Arsenal's little thing that they've got going on there. Yeah. And yeah, the clubs that they do have a player, isn't he? The clubs that do have multiple good strikers are, are going to do well this season. That, yeah. that's, that's fair apparently. Mm. You know, like, even clubs like Arsenal who, you know, have got an Inkeria who's a, a, I believe is a, a good solid almost middle of the road, just maybe below middle of the road level striker, playing second fiddle with like a, a top tier sort of Gabriel Jesus who Jesus who are placing a sort of top third in the Premier League. That's that's going to and the same in Newcastle. The fact that they've got Carl Wilson, Andy Zach, and Harvey Barnes, who's known for putting up numbers, no matter like even if he kind of goes missing in a game, he does generally seem to post <laughs> decent numbers season on season. And it'll be interesting because this this is a stronger squad. He's now at, at Newcastle. He didn't start. Anthony Gordon started ahead of him. I don't think that will last long. I really, no, really it, don't. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if. Anthony Gordon moved over to the right, to be honest with you, to replace um, either Almiron or, or Jacob Murphy. Because, mm. you know, you've got two speedsters there. Harvey Barnes is a left winger. Yeah, well, I has to be on the left. Yeah, yeah Anthony Gordon <laughs> is that young player that you can probably mould into a right winger. You know, Harvey Barnes is, is an out-and-out left winger, and that's where all he's ever played, and that's where he will only ever play. Whereas Anthony Gordon, I think you can probably, particularly Eddie Howe anyway, can nurt, I mean, if he can do it to Joe Linton, he can do it to anyone and turn him into a <laughs> into a centre centre midfielder. So yeah, oh I think days. he can nurture um, Gordon into into a right. That, that, right can I just stop you there, Billy? That Newcastle midfield. I was just yes, just thinking that on legs. One of the best, <laughs> it's one of the best midfielders in the league at the. At this I mean, point, honestly, I was just such a brilliant player. 
They, they've really, really Bruno brought Gimenez, like, a world-class Tenale, player in Tenali. Joe Linton. Excellent, excellent midfield. And, you know, that's that's one of the things that, you know, you, you watch the you watch the Liverpool-Chelsea game that happened. Both of those teams really missed, like, an anchor in that, in that game, didn't they? Mm. But, and I think Liverpool going forward, all right, you've brought in this endo now, don't really know how he's going to get on. But you watch that team, that or that um, Liverpool or Chelsea team, if if they were up against that Newcastle midfield, you'd have just been steamrolled. Yeah. It would have been a demolition job, well and truly. And for, for that to happen against the Liverpool, against the Chelsea... Would have been a massive, massive statement, as was as was it against against Villa in fairness to them. But yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see now how this endo kind of gets on for you, Simo, because we obviously I personally haven't seen a thing of him at Stuttgart. Um apparently he's supposed to be very, the very underrated. The defensive numbers he posts in the mm. Bundesliga since he joined in season of 2020-21, I think, uh, are excellent. He's definitely in the top third of defensive midfielders in Bundesliga, which might sort of place him sort of middle of the road in the Premier League, or he might excel around with when he's got better players around him. Uh, a big job to do, though, because Liverpool play such a high line. He's got to have a head on his level. He's got to, I just don't know why Liverpool have placed himself in this position. Or Chelsea, for that matter. In fact, Chelsea have had, now had to go spend, you know, another hundred and fifty million on, or one hundred sixty million. Chelsea's million, business maybe. is just so strange, isn't it? Like you just, like, you every every day they, nine they seem to be going like in for someone else. Like you know, yeah, literally, like every day they seem to be going in for someone else on a ridiculous contract for a ridiculous amount of money, and it literally seems like I think that the Todd Bowley literally just. Thinks who who are another team looking at? They obviously must be good. I'm just going to go for them. It's like when you when you know when you play football manager right, and there's a, a person you want to buy, and there's no teams interested in him until you put a bid in, and then fucking PSG have come in and like bid for him oh, yeah, because no. there's interest in him, <laughs> and like then he ends up going there. That is exactly what's happening in real life at the minute, <laughs> and it's just baffling. I, just, I, I to be a Chelsea fan at the minute must be really stressful because like you. <laughs> <laughs> all you want is like stability for once. Oh, you bring in a good player and it's like yes and then you let Kovacic go and it's like why <laughs> why would you let Kovacic go he's a great player exactly you know? yeah to Man City um, as well like to a team that you want to like, on, rival, they want to compete strength. with them don't they like and you've gone and strengthened it. yeah it's such what, bizarre that, business that was the most bizarre piece of that business for me is why why do you go then and strengthen up? I would say, right, if you're going to sell Co- Kovacic, fucking send him to Saudi. Exactly, yeah. Send him back to Real Madrid. The thing is, when he when he went to Man City, it was just at the end of the season, wasn't it? And Saudi wasn't even a thing really then. I suppose. Kovacic just kicking himself like, fucking Yeah, man. exactly. Just <laughs> 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 Once the Ronaldo deal happened, it was kind of like that they they want more players and stuff, but it just really exploded like over the summer, didn't it? But yeah, the Saudis are literally yeah, I, they're just they're just laughing at the rest of football and like there's nothing be, anyone can do about it either. I, people are saying it's just going to be another China and it'll, it'll implode eventually. I actually might be yeah, in I don't think it will. just because <laughs> I don't mean I think I think they'll just I I think they'll lean into it. Yeah, the, the, the thing with the thing with China was like their sort of economy 
like collapsed and that meant that the football sort of suffered as a result. But the Saudi economy is not going to fucking... There was something about taking money out of China, wasn't there? And Or something like that, I think. And that's where they couldn't pay the transfer fees to then pay the players huge wages. So I think that was, I think, from memory or something like that. But yeah, Saudi's Saudi's just on another level. I think, see the business they've done that this summer? And we're like, that's insane. But in in our heads, it's almost like, well, that's the business done. Well, no, not really. Expect them to do more business in January. And then the same again. It's going to go... It's, we're five it's years go down the from... line, and this is now a Saudi League podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I actually, I actually had an idea. Right? Is there a Saudi like fantasy league? Because imagine if you that set that up, like that would, but that would be that will go off in a few years. I'll tell you what, that like, yeah. that would make. Why would you say that, that on a podcast? Make... Why would you not say that to us in private? <laughs> <laughs> so, we could, so we got it officially recorded live. That we, I was the first one to think about it here. <laughs> Just because you think of something doesn't mean you own it. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. What's that, What's that Mr. Shake? Yeah, no, I'm on it. Yeah. That's where Jake what, is, that, mate. He's that... signing the paperwork. <laughs> That's a way to grow the league, you know. It really is. You get people, yeah. you get people Honestly, playing mate, the fantasy league. They're going to be... I should be in Saudi behind, like, getting the fucking dollar. and You'd just be sacking everyone. You should be like, we're interested. Like, I can in- buy more people. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think the way that's going to go, right? So this is how I see it. They're buying like they're buying thirty plus players at the minute, aren't they? Like players who are like approaching the end of their careers, with the exception of Ruben Neves and things like that. Eventually, they're going to move into buying like younger talent and build it up that way, aren't they? They're just like they're attracting people to watch the big names now. And then they're going to go and get younger players in who are up and coming stars and build their league that way. And that's, to be honest, that's the only way you can do it now. And like, they can afford to I do think, it because they've got the fucking money. You get the name of Ronaldo, fucking all the rest of them. You get all those big names in to kind of sell it to the younger players. Like, like you're not stopping your career here. Yeah, exactly. You're not yeah. stopping your career here. And by the way, just before any, but before you go leaving a little comment or sending us a message on Twitter, um, we're not advocating for the Saudi League. We're just talking about it. No, we're you just know? saying the Saudi Fantasy League would be fun, though. Yes. But... <laughs> you know. And I thought of it, so. <laughs> He wants 20% of all proceeds. Fuck that, Billy. I want fucking 80%, mate. <laughs> Like Don't 20, tell me you so. can't afford it, Saudis. Don't tell me you can't afford it. Um, just, just staying on that slide. Did you see Neymar's like all the things that were written into Neymar's contract? It's insane. It's beyond <laughs> have, insane. He will have he will have a private jet for for use, and he'll be of staying course. at a twenty five bedroom mansion. The mansion boasts a 40 by 10 meter swimming pool, three saunas and a dedicated team of five full-time staff to cater to his needs. But that's not all. (laughs) Neymar's garage is set to have a fleet of expensive cars, including a Bentley Continental, Aston Martin DBX and a Lamborghini Huracan. A 24-hour drive will be present to take him round and Al Hilal will will reportedly cover all hotel costs, restaurants, bills, um, etc. services during his stay. That and is, that's as well as... That sounds, like, that sounds like Troy Deeney's contract at Watford. Yeah. 
the thing I, th- I find most outrageous about that is why is there free saunas? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say right, can we put all the saunas together and make a super sauna? I want a sauna the size of like a warehouse. <laughs> that that'd be too much money to run, Simo. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. No, imagine, imagine, yeah, opening, that's the too much, imagine opening the door to that. The, the heat would just rush out. It would cost way too much to keep it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it. Come on, you've got to think so about these things, man. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, we'll do five saunas, but we're taking the Lambo back. We're taking... <laughs> <laughs> You can only have four permanent members of staff working for you. Yeah, mate. Is he even gonna like? Is he even gonna train? Like, are they are they training those, those players in Saudi? Like, are they even just are they just turning up on match day and playing? Like, surely they ain't got. Well, if well, you see if you see like the videos uh, of them training, they look like they genuinely look like they're doing PE sessions. I've seen the Gerard video. Yeah, the Gerard one was funny. funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> He, 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 he was a Premier League manager for one year. Can you believe it? For your club. For my club, I know. Uh, yeah. I, saw, I saw that video and just kind of just wanted to shoot myself. And I, I was on just here think, oh, saying, now it all makes sense. Like. Yeah, I, and I was on here saying, look, we need to give him time. We need to give him time. Look what Arteta did. Fucking hell. <laughs> Hindsight's a wonderful oh, thing, isn't it? Just imagine, if Gerard, imagine if Gerard could draw on a whiteboard. You guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. does a good whiteboard. In fact, I, I think he does the best whiteboard of any. And see the way he says "fucking" like "fogging." Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> anyway, oh, man. enough about Saudi and the evil money and humanitarian levels and stuff. Yeah, we're just we're just, we're just getting <laughs> we're just getting this out of the way because we haven't done a podcast for so many months. Remember that World Cup thing that happened? That was really good. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good final. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, glad Argentina won. You mm. know I th- that's just tricky. I think that was the last pod we did, you know, the World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. Was it? Oh, <laughs> my God. What, in, like, November? Yeah, well, yeah, it must have been, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's eight months today since the World Cup final. Why oh, does it wow. feel like five weeks ago? <laughs> that's, that's You've it. got a one-year-old, Simo. <laughs> mm, I do. I have a one-year-old. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't. Well, you could say to him on every birthday. Do you know you were born around the time when the Qatar World Cup happened? How excited! Oh, very. <laughs> watch, watch, watch Qatar v Ecuador on the, the day you were born. <laughs> it's great. I'll tell you what. That that waking up and just an hour or two later, you've got football for the day. Oh, it was fantastic. That's what I love about the. That's what I love about the World Cup. It's just. Have you um, have you been watching the the women's World Cup? Yes, I've been trying to, but I'm always at work in the morning. So I've been trying can't. to, but I hate women. <laughs> <laughs> now don't put words in my mouth, Simo. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. No, but I'm looking I've forward to the final, it. though. Enjoy- I have to say, I, I didn't get into the group stages because I find the group stages at World Cups slightly boring anyway. It's like anything like yeah. group, like a Champions League group stage. Group stage boring, like, I never watch it. Yeah. Uh, but then in the, the knockout rounds, though, as soon as they kicked in, I've been been all over it. Mm. We've, we've, had, we've had the games on at work. And obviously, we're not allowed to have like the volume on. So every time something happens, it's just like, mm. <laughs> like all over the office. I think and then one, one guy's Jed, watching Jed, Lord of the Rings. Judge <laughs> just in his office, sacking someone, and everyone else is outside <laughs> cheering. <laughs> now get out! The lioness is taking off. <laughs> I've booked the uh, the Dominican Republic at the exact time the Euros is on next year. So I'll be in the. Are oh, you going to watch them? Yes. I'll be supporting the Dominican Republic. So Scotland have a good chance of getting there, don't they? The, this yeah, this group. Like they're yeah. doing Scotland are doing all right. We're we're veterans of the competition now. Turned <laughs> <laughs> up, not got, appointment home. Brilliant. You've got a good John McGinn back. Super John McGinn, man. Well, to be fair, he never left for Scotland, did he? Mm. No, no, no. Famously, a product of St. Mirren, the mighty St. Mirren. So, yeah, and you're welcome, Billy. You're welcome. And, and Hibs, the John McGinn Derby next week, next Wednesday. Mm. <laughs> the John McGinn. Derby. I'm sure. That's what it's been well, I'm sure as. the whole world will be watching. Yeah, all lies. <laughs> I'm John McGinn and his magnificent bum. <laughs> Did you see it's what just he said? Be Ninety minutes of you... we've got McGinn. Did you see yeah. that clip of him? You see that clip they did with like players explaining why you should have them in their fantasy league, and John McGinn just goes, "I scored one last season, so you probably don't want me, but I'm working on it or something like." No, he's like, I scored one last season, looking to improve. Brilliant. He will, he's going to score five plus goals this season. You heard it here first. Well, right. Well, we won't do another podcast until the beginning of next season. So we'll come <laughs> back and review. <laughs> <laughs> When's the next World Cup? We'll do, one, we'll do, that. <laughs> do the results of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Simo's there. Like, I've got a four year old now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what else? Oh, Nana. For, for, by Nana the way, Forrester like, won the up. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen. I did try and put it in the in the private chat, but Forrester won nil up at the minute against Sheffield United. Yeah. Ooh, oh yeah, Gustavo Hamer's uh, starting for Sheffield United tonight. Playing. Don't cry, James. It's okay. No, no, it's um, it, it's upsetting, but you know, I hope he does well. I hope he does well, mm. and he'll, they'll probably go straight back down. Thanks for the 15 million. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Um, Onana um, tackled two Wolves players at the same time. Tackled? Is that the the word? I don't don't know what other way to Like Wiley Coyote runs into the wall that rolls on him. There was like a tunnel, a train tunnel painted on, on the Wolves defender's head, and he's gone straight into 
I can't believe it. Mate, he is going to be, like, he is genuinely going to be absolute gold this season, by the way, Onana. Like, he's Man, Man United fans. Like, Onana. They brought the podcast <laughs> into disrepute <laughs> already. There's never been a worse joke than that, Billy, on the podcast. Yeah. Um, now <laughs> he's going to be pretty... he's he's going to be comedy gold, isn't he? Oh, no, no, like genuinely, like he got lobbed from halfway line in preseason. He's flown into a fucking defender, like Wolves Wolves player in the last minute of the game. You know, Old Trafford managed to get away without giving away a penalty. But like, what? what else is he gonna do, man? Like, I can't, Did I cannot he... wait to see like what he's gonna do. He's already ripped Maguire's head off as well in preseason. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, because Maguire was just out there being Harry Maguire, it... just like, <laughs> just like your mate. But he's an a fucking Man United shot. <laughs> it, it was hardly even Maguire's fault either. I mean, mm-hmm. he he did give the ball away eventually, but he shouldn't have received the ball in the first place. Um, yeah, I would yeah. If I was a professional footballer, I, like, <laughs> I, I, I would just kick it out I'm for not... a corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was who who was it who did that against Stoke when they had Rory Delac? Do you remember? They gave away oh. a corner instead of a throw. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He was a uh, Bose Moy Hill, I think. Check oh, is it? Um... I think it was Hull or someone, West Brom or someone like that. Hull or West yeah. Brom, yeah. Genuinely, corner, a corner was less dangerous than the throw-in. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. Not, Those were the days when. Yeah. I'd like to see that happening for the, this like, against Man United. Like, teams kicking it out for a goal kick so that Onana like, just plays himself <laughs> into trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing is, you say that, but... You know, United had the opportunity to start playing out from the back against Wolves, who were in complete and utter dismay off the pitch with Lopetegui and whatever. Was that not the perfect opportunity to really try and hone in on playing out from the back, proper Ten Hag style football? Mm, they just played bounce, mate. as they new did last season. Yeah, counter attacking football. <laughs> Yeah, Wolves had something like 24, 20 something odd shots against. Yeah, them. which is the most since two thousand and five. I think it was when Chelsea beat them. I want to say. Mm. Oh, I, know, but I think I think they actually beat Chelsea that day. They were both one nil wins that they got. By the way, it doesn't look like Mount and Bruno are going to work in the same side. It's the same like where you see how like Pogba oh. and Bruno could just never play in the same side. Apart from that one time, they ended up like playing Pogba as a winger. <laughs> it's like one game against away. Leeds where they it's scored like six goals or something. <laughs> oh, that was. Do you remember he got Pogba got four assists that day, didn't he? And he stayed at yeah. the top assists for like half the season yeah, on four. Yeah. <laughs> and you, like, mm. you, you check on game week thirty, you're like, "Oh, Pogba's still there after." Yeah, he's game week one. Remember, the great season. <laughs> Remember his last assist, September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I just I don't I don't know if I can see it working. I don't know if I, can I, see it I, I thought I, like, I not better with Casemiro, Eriksen, and Bruno. Yeah, I mean, I don't rate Mount at the best of times, really. I think a lot of people over overrate him. I think he's a good a good player, but I think people go over say go over the top saying he's he's a quality player, this that and the other. 
I don't, I, I've yet to see it really, to be honest with you personally. And, and yeah, I mean, that, that midfield just looks like Casemiro's worst nightmare. Because if he, if he can't contain midfield against Wolves, how is he going to be able to do it against Newcastle? <laughs> yeah. It's, they, they need to sort it out sharpish because, like you say, Simo, with Ericsson, that it just looked a lot more balanced. But, you know, Bruno and Mount just pushing on and leaving a Casemiro <laughs> against five players. Yeah. I, oh, my God. It's, it's, it was a shambles, wasn't it? I don't think they should. I, I, I didn't think much of what Man United did looked, looked as if it was working, you know? Zaniolo's just signed for Villa, by the way. Well done. Well done. Absolutely buzzing with are that. You breaking, are you breaking the news? Like, I am, yeah. Really One minute. One minute ago. You heard it here first. I mean, you probably saw Fabrizio Romano's tweet, several tweets. Um, however, yes, he has he has officially signed for Aston Villa Football Club. Mm. Well, so yeah, okay. I'm I'm very happy with that one. Very, very happy with that one. Um, yeah, he's an exciting player. Injuries are something that he can um, that are slightly concerning with his two very very long injuries that he's had one after another. But I think if if you believe what Fabrizio Romano's tweeted, it looks like it's a loan with an option to an option to buy or an obligation to buy after playing thirty games or something like that. Mm. So you know, if he's playing thirty games a season for us, then then I'd quite like to think that he'd be a he'd be a player that we would want to buy. So yeah, I I, I like the sign. He's huge potential still. He's only twenty four. And he's got potential to play a huge part in Villa's season, so that's one that I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to. Does he start? Enough so ahead of him. Um, I think I think he does. Not at the minute, cause he's out injured for a couple of weeks. He's got a slight niggle. Um, however, I think he probably does start, and it would probably be in place of where um, when Dia would have played, probably out on the wing. Oh, Jed's gone. Um, Sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, probably now instead of um, Leon Bailey, who, who yeah. would who would be there instead? Bailey, I mean, you're spot oh, on Leon Bailey. I think oh, he's a talent. Yeah, he's he's a good player. If you watch him on match of the day, he's a, he's the perfect match of the day player because his highlights are fantastic. Over ninety minutes, he is the most infuriating player. I have I've known in a very very long time. See you say that, and I just see a player that's lacking sharpness. Yeah, but he's been see, given his opportunity so many things, times. Right? He did a he's lot, been... of, like composure. Been, I think it was a time where like, he was on the ball and about three Newcastle players just hounded in on him, and he managed to keep the composure and recycle possession in the midfield. And I thought that's a, that's good for someone that plays in his position. And Villa, yeah. uh, Villa, that that was seven mil. I think he just needs sharpness in terms of taking on players. He needs a bit of confidence to get up. Like he's got a load of pace and he needs to back himself to beat players. And I think yeah, uh, but I, 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 I get that, and I, I do agree with you. And I do think confidence is a, is a massive thing. But it's just like last year, towards the back end of last year, he had a decent run in the side. 
but he never really made that role his. Mm. You know, it there was always an upgrade on him, and I think we've got that now in in Diaby. Hopefully, what I am hopeful for, and I, I would love to be proven wrong about um, about Leon Bailey. Of course, I would, but um, I yeah, I just think he's he's very much that player that can bag an assist, can do a step over, can do like what you've just said, what you've just said there, Simo, can mm-hmm. retain a ball when three players are on him, do a little bit of skill, get round them maybe. And then he does that and then he will lose the ball mm. or or he'll pass it, pass it straight to a, a defender or someone instead of playing a, a nice through ball through to yeah. Watkins or Diaby. He's that player that will do the hard work, but then pass it on to pass it straight to the defender. And you think, Jesus Christ, why is he being so, Right, I, I would rather him just lose the ball initially than him do the hard <laughs> and build a good and, stuff, and then and then that easy pass that he that he can make through, he messes it up. Um, so, I but yeah, NGDC... that kind of thing looks fantastic on the on the highlights. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, watching him for ninety minutes, at the end of it, I want to bang my head against the wall. <laughs> mm. I think, I think, and I may, I'm probably on that. The, the minority here, I do think we have a few games. We, when fully fit, no injuries, I think you start to see the the player that that Villa wanted when they bought him. You know, I hope so. so and he's he's certainly going to get his opportunities with with four. Oh, I think he will. Yeah, four there'll competitions be, be, on the yeah. on to play. You know, he's he's certainly going to get his opportunity. I just really hope that he starts taking that opportunity because of what I've seen of him so far, he just hasn't. And he needs. I, I. I just really hope that link up with Diaby comes back again. You know, at Leverkusen they were they were fantastic, and that initial purchase of Leon Bailey ended up probably in probably being the wrong one of the two. Mm. We've got them both now, so hopefully either Diaby kicks on and he's he just turns into Captain Fantastic and leaves Leon Bailey behind, or hopefully. They can both go on that that journey together, and we can have a really dangerous front three of of Watkins with with Diaby and Bailey. But I just don't see it happening at the minute with Leon Bailey. I'm I'm yeah. at the end of my tether with him. <laughs> <laughs> Had it up to here with Leon Bailey. <laughs> I have, I have, man. He's like I said, Simo, when you dropped off, Jed, he's the most infuriating player I think I've ever seen. Oh man, he's he's so annoying. He's so annoying. But yeah, hopefully Zaniolo comes in as well and and takes the role off him because I, I like Zaniolo from what from what I've seen. He's that he's six foot two, physical, pacey, direct runner who's got a decent shot on him as well. Can score from outside the box. Decent at penalties as well. Why Watkins is still taking the penalties, I've no idea. Um, so yeah, hopefully. We, we get a really good player out of him and hopefully he stays injury-free as well. Nice. Well, boys, I think we will leave it there. Thanks very much for joining me, boys. Pleasure, um, mate. Good to be back. Good to be back. It is good there. to be back. Still there, boys. I missed this. Yeah, good. Still there. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, cheerio, bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.